Welcome to the Patricia King Podcast, a podcast where we explore God's vast love for all of us, as well as current and relevant prophetic insight to enrich your soul. Now, here is Patricia King. And for those of you that are part of our online family, we just are so grateful for you and for your service uh, to the Lord. And if you are just someone who is not part of our official congregation by um, being in our house here or on our web church, which I'll talk about in a moment, um, but you love watching the services, listening to the messages and that, we would just encourage you um, to sow into that. And uh, I know that you will be blessed. And I know that so many of you do, and we're very, very grateful. So thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being part of our online family. And in the future days, you're going to see media um, uh, use even more and more and more of the Lord. We need to really engage in, in media now um, because we need to work while it's yet day. Night is coming when no man can work. So we need to get as much seed of the gospel out as possible. And as a ministry, we are committed to that. So thank you for um, helping us get the word out. And for those of you uh, that um, are enjoying Shiloh Fellowship online, but you're not part of our online um, uh, web church yet, I want to encourage you to pray about that. Um, I know that there are many that are not in any local fellowship right now um, for many different reasons, many valid reasons even. Um, but there's always online fellowship for you where you can be involved in an official church. And in our web church, we take pastoring seriously everyone who joins our web church is assigned their own personal assistant pastor who will assist you pray for you be available to you you have their personal contact information they'll call you give you encouragement you can call them if you have urgent prayer requests or um, you just want to process something they're available we have online teachings bible studies prayer meetings coffee chats all kinds of things with a group of people who are so passionate for jesus our web church congregation if i might boast are amazing and um they uh, just minister to each other they're there for each other and um if you are not in fellowship but you uh, would be interested in this um you can go to shilohfellowship.com and just press on the web church button and find out more information about it i would love to pastor you i'd love to cover you and uh, i'd love to see you part of our shiloh family here so you can go online and find that also coming up on um november the 11th to the 13th that's going to be a uh, Thursday through um, Saturday night, we are going to be hosting here at the studio a live um, teaching on the Glory School. And so Robert and I are going to do that. Most of you know that I received the Glory School, that teaching, from the Lord directly in a 30-day visitation of the Holy Spirit. And I just took dictation for 30 days. And um, it has released a lot of people into um, great understanding of um, how they can walk with God in the supernatural. So we'd love to have you with us. We'll be getting more information out on that later. And I also have a free 
um, a free online webinar for accessing heaven's glory um, that is coming up uh, really soon. I actually forget the dates, but it's this month. Uh, and you can just go on my website for that, patriciaking.com, and it's right there for you. You'll have to register, but it is free, and you can tell your, your friends about it. Okay, so this morning, I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me to share a message that I've actually been teaching since 1977, okay? I've been teaching this since 1977. This is a message that is, has been so established in my own life, but the Lord wanted me to just soak in it even more and to give it to you afresh because we're in a very exciting season. And I feel that this week, how many of you felt that there was a breakthrough this week? How many of you felt that there was like a turnaround this week, right? And I definitely felt it. Wednesday night, actually, I felt a very uh, clear breakthrough on Wednesday night. And since that time, I've been seeing things unfold in a beautiful way. And I think we're we're on the other side of a lot of the um, warfare that we've been facing. And I just want to encourage all of you, if you've been in any kind of personal warfare or resistance from the enemy, all it's going to do is make you stronger at the end of the day, okay? Don't let your mind go to a place of saying, oh, no, I'm going to be overcome. I'm a victim in this. Um, I'm just overwhelmed and I will never come through or whatever. Just no, no. When I get through to the other side of this, it's going to be it's going to be beyond what I can ask or think. It is going to be good, right? Because we'll keep going from one degree of what? Glory to another. It's not one degree of victimization to another, right? It's one degree of glory to another. So I want you to anchor your belief in that, to know that you know that you know that anything that you go through that's challenging or difficult, when you keep your eyes on the Lord and on his word, you'll be stronger, stronger at the end of end of that cycle. And that usually does run in a bit of a cycle, actually. Okay, so I want to share on the subject of faith today. And just kind of break it down and refresh your faith. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, right? So you can overcome anything when you have faith. The scripture says the righteous lives by his faith, right? So it's very important that we understand the workings of faith and that we activate our faith and anchor ourselves in faith and get refreshed in faith. And I'm preaching to myself this morning because I want a fresh injection of faith from the Lord. And whatever you preach on, whatever the word goes out, that's what the Lord confirms. He said, if you go preach the word, I'll confirm with signs following. So you're going to get filled today. You're going to get refreshed today. You're going to get empowered today. It's going to be amazing. So I just want to um, share some of the breakdown of faith. I remember uh, when I was in high school, one of my favorite subjects was biology, and I loved it. And I loved especially when we got to dissect you know, we would dissect, well, we would dissect plants and stuff, but we would also dissect little, I won't tell you what kind of animals we dissected, but we did dissect animals that were approved by the school board and sent to us in pickle jars or whatever. But we got to literally uh, pull them apart, dissecting every organ, examining the cells of the organs and all that. I loved it, you know. And so this morning, we're going to dissect faith. Okay, we're just going to do a little dissection lesson this morning. And so the first thing that's important for you to know about faith is that faith has ears. It hears. 
And in Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And so the word word there is actually rhema, which is spirit inspired. And the hearing that is referred to there is not just like an audible sound. It is what you hear in your heart from the Holy Spirit. And I shared uh, during the offering time this morning that um, yesterday when I was reading that prophetic word about the shaking, I heard the Lord. It was inner audible saying, you will not be shaken. I can take that word to the bank. It is a living reality. It is an established reality. Why? Because the Lord said it and it produced faith in me. Now, when you're in faith, there's no doubt. There's just a knowing. There's just a knowing that that is the reality. That is the way it is. Now, it's not to say that that can't get tested. But, but when you are tested in it, you've got that anchor because of, of what the Lord, Lord said to you. Now, I remember the night that I got born again. Oh, my goodness. It was such a reality to me what happened. Not only um, did I uh, feel the Lord's love, but I could hear his heart for me. I could hear his love for me. And the affirmations that he was giving to my heart, they came into my mind, my emotions were touched, everything. So the next day, I went out and I shared with my unsafe friends. And I had a lot of friends in the new age, so that was one group I went to. Because they love spiritual things, so I just thought for sure they'd love, you know... Jesus, who is the spirit of all spirits, right? And uh, so I went and had uh, uh, coffee with them. A number of them were sitting in, in one of their uh, kitchens. And I'm sharing what happened to me the night before. And I said, you know, last night Jesus came into my heart. He forgave me of all my sin and gave me a brand new life. And he can forgive you of your sin too and uh, give you a brand new life just like he did me. Now, I did not have any evangelism training. It just was like... It came out of what I believed. You will speak what you believe, right? And to me, it was a living reality. In fact, um, earlier that day, I knocked on my neighbor's door at 6 o'clock in the morning when I saw his light on and said, hey, you know. And he was like, what, have you gone crazy? No, I was crazy. Now I'm not crazy. But, you know, Jesus has done this in my life. But the reason I could be so bold is because I believed. When you believe, you're bold. When you believe, you won't compromise. When you believe something, you will stand your ground in that. You'll, you know, live for it and die for it when you believe something like that. And so as I'm telling all my new age friends about my newfound faith, they questioned me and mocked me. And they would say things like, how do you know that that is the truth? I said, you know, well, the Bible says so. No, I hadn't even read any Bible yet. <laughs> But I assumed the Bible said that, right? Because Jesus is equated with the Bible. I remember that from my Sunday school days, right? And I said, well, the Bible says it. They said, oh, the Bible, the Bible. Anyone can write a Bible, blah, 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 blah. And I, I, they, they said, how, how can you be so sure? And I said, I just, I just know. I just know. My knower knows. This is the truth, what I'm telling you. And they could not convince me otherwise. Now, there was nothing in the natural or nothing academic that could give a confirmation to what I was believing because Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of what you hope for or of what you expect. And it is the evidence of what you cannot see. 
right? So you don't need anything to be proven to you when you're in faith. You just know that you know. It's unwavering faith. And so faith comes by hearing. Now, where do we hear? We hear in his presence. We hear when our ear is turned toward him and we hear, what is your word on this? I know what the world is saying. I know what media is saying. I know what they're teaching in schools. But what do you say? I know what religion is saying. But what do you say? And you will hear from God. And when you hear from God, it produces faith. Faith comes. Faith comes. By hearing, and hearing by that living word, by that quickened word that the Spirit gives that is in the anointed one, that is in Christ. And so I want to encourage you, when you are walking through life, stay in the word. Millie and I have been um, just enjoying a journey in the word. She really triggered something in me. Um, it was last summer, or this this last summer. Uh, she had a challenge of reading 40 chapters of the Bible a day, right? 40, oh, 30, and finish it in 40 days, the whole Bible in 40 days. And I thought, yeah, I'm not going to commit to that. <laughs> but she did it, and every day she would be sending me these little nuggets or screenshots of the Bible of revelation that she had seen, and she didn't even have time to study it all out. It was just pow, she heard that word. And then I would read it, and pow, it hit me, okay? And so hearing comes by hearing the word of God. Now, the scriptures, you know, have been put in print for us, but the word of God is what comes to life to you through the scriptures. Anything you hear that you have God's name on it will be confirmed in the scripture, definitely. It will never violate the scripture. But as you read the scripture, the rhema word will come to you. And you just keep reading it every day until that word comes. I just encourage you because it will come. It'll come off the, the page at you and it'll, it'll fill your heart. It'll answer questions. Just stay in that word. Love the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So when you're in his presence, when you spend time in his word, and don't just sit and listen to everyone else preaching the word. You get your own word. You build your own relationship with God because that's how you're going to build your faith. That's, that's how you're going to have faith that endures. Okay, the next thing, not only does faith have ears, it has eyes, okay? So faith sees. And in Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2, it says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the watchtower, and I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and how I may reply when I am reprimanded. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision and inscribe it clearly on tablets so that the one who reads it may run. So the prophet here is saying that one of his keys for hearing God was to just stay on the watch and to look. If you want to see, you have to look. You have to look for it. And seeing isn't always like an open vision or God giving you a dream. or It's a perception. So let's say you're looking at your bank account and it is empty. And you've got a stack of bills on the table that need to be paid. That is what you can see 
in the natural, but when you're in faith, you will see what God shows you. <laughs> and not just what your, your own desires show you, what God shows you. So you can go to him and stay on the watch and say, God, I'm going to stay in your presence until you show me what's going to happen to this bank account and what's going to happen to these bills. I'm just going to stay here until I get your perception and your word on it. And I am going to lock myself in to what you show me. And that's where I love journaling. And that's what Habakkuk did. He wrote it down and inscribed it on the tablets. Why? So that he could run with it. Because we forget very quickly. You can get a word from the Lord and you can see your breakthrough. And then in the next hour, lose it all. You forget it. But if you have it journaled, you can go back to it. You remember and say, yeah, that's what God told me. I'm locking into it and I'm going to run fast with this. And your faith... Your faith will be cultivated not only by what you hear, but by what you see, see by what you perceive. Now, in the world that we're living in right now, um, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Um, there's a lot being spoken in the world and in the church. And so a lot of the treacheries that are out there that are actually happening and that will probably happen more, we could have our gaze on that, and if we do, what's, what is it going to produce? Fear, worry, anxiety, all of that. Or we can get God's perception on what he's going to do with us, in us, and through us. So we can look at the situation and we can say, okay, God, I want to see what you're going to do with your church in this hour. I want to see how you're going to use me in this next season. I want to see the miracles that you're going to do. Show me. I'm going to be in your presence until I can see it, until I can be immersed in your goodness. If you need a personal breakthrough in your life, it might be health. I was praying for someone recently and uh, we were praying against a uh, spot on an organ of their body that the doctor had seen, and I sat there just quietly without words, and I said, Lord, I need your perspective on this. I know what the doctors have said. I've heard their report, but I need your report. And all of a sudden, I saw in my mind's eye a picture of this little spot all of a sudden covered completely in glory. And I thought, wow. And then I saw the glory eating away at the little spot. And then the Lord gave me Psalm 24 about the king of glory who's strong and mighty, mighty and battle. I thought, that little spot doesn't have a chance because I see the glory. And I shared it with a person and they caught it right away. They could see it. As soon as I shared what I saw, they could see it too. So what do you need to see right now? What do you need to see? What's going on in your life where you need the Lord's perspective? You could get your bank statement and go down, right? Or you could look at what God's got for it and see a miracle intervention. And we've seen that over and over again. There's miracles for us all and breakthroughs for us all because God is good. Now, in Genesis 13, 14 to 16, I love this portion of Scripture. If you see it, you can have it, right? Okay. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, now raise your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants forever. 
and I will make your descendants as plentiful as the dust of the earth, so that if anyone can count the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be counted. Well, who can count the dust of the earth? Now, Abraham believed that because he could see it. God told him, I want you to see. I want you to look as far as you can to the north, the south, the east, and west. I'm going to give it to you and your, your, your descendants. I want you to look at the dust in front of you because your descendants are going to outnumber it. Now, Abraham was old at that time that he received that word, and his body was not even producing sperm at that time. And yet he was getting a promise from God that his descendants would outnumber, you know, they couldn't be counted. And he believed God. And he held on to that vision. He, he just believed that vision that even after he had Isaac, when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, he still believed that promise. When God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, he believed that even if Isaac um, were to be laid on the altar and, and, and uh, given to the Lord in death, that he would be resurrected. He just knew that because he had the promise of God. And Isaac at that time was the only one, the only son of promise that had been given. So he believed hope against hope, it says in, in the New Testament. So even when everything's being challenged. This, this son of promise is being challenged. He's still believing in the multitudes that are going to come after. And look at us now. We're all part of that promise. Amen? Because he refused to disbelieve. He refused to throw away his faith. Okay, the next one is faith has a mouth. Faith speaks. And in Genesis 1, 1 to 3, we know that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless, a desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the uh, surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. But even though the Spirit was hovering, nothing was happening. It was still in chaos and darkness until God spoke. It says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so faith has words. We see in uh, Romans that we can call those things that are not as though they are. You can call into being what does not exist at this time. <laughs> For those of you that are single and want to be married, you can call those things <laughs> into being that you can't see right now. <laughs> Your words have power. Your words have creative power. Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith we understand that the world has been created by the word of God. The word of God. So that what is seen has not been made out of things that are visible. He spoke it into the invisible realm and it manifests in the visible realm. You can speak your miracle into existence. Mark eleven twenty three. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, because in faith there is no doubt, it's just that knowing, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Okay? Believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. And this is important that we believe in this now. I know, and you know, that we've all had times when we've done all this and we've not seen the results that we were looking for. 
and it can break your heart. And the danger of that moment is the enemy standing there like this saying, you should throw your faith away. You can't even trust God anymore. Because God taught you this and he told you this, but it didn't happen. So don't bother believing anymore. How many of you have been there? The enemy has tempted all of us at some point. One of my favorite um, leaders in the body is Bill Johnson. And he just has such profound knowledge. And I remember years ago, his uh, father uh, passed um, in a battle against cancer. And at that time, their church at Bethel had been decreeing themselves as a cancer-free zone. And they were seeing miracles. I mean, people were getting healed. They would come from all over and get prayed for, and there was people getting healed. But then his own father got attacked, and they did the same thing. They believed with unwavering faith. They spoke the word. They stood, and they warred with that word, and yet he passed. And I remember after Bill getting up and delivering the most amazing sermon, I'd like to try to find that sermon because it was so profound. And just saying, I, am not, I refuse. Basically, he was saying, I refuse to judge God on what didn't happen. I am not going to um, change my perspective of the truth of who God is by what I don't understand. Now, the day's going to come when we're all going to understand what happened when we stood our faith and we didn't receive the promises as we thought. There is going to be a just answer and understanding given to us one day. But in the meantime, we have to stay strong in our faith. The, the choice is to hold on to it or throw it away. Now, if you throw away your faith, what do you have? I'll tell you, your life will be a mess. We, we need to trust God. And some of our greatest times of pain, we've all had them. I've had them. You've had them. Our greatest times of pain can become our greatest sacrifice and offering to the Lord in our worship. When we lay it on the altar and say, God, I'm giving you what I don't understand. I'm giving you what pains me. This hurts me so bad. But I'm going to worship you with it. One day I will understand. But we need to continue to speak into existence, the will of God. Now, this is going to be a real tension in these coming days. One of our uh, team members uh, was in the hospital recently fighting a, um, fighting a virus, and they're winning, by the way. They're home now, praise the Lord. But they were listening to some talk going on at the nurse's station. Their room was right by the nurse's station. A lot of the younger nurses were there. And they were mocking Christianity and what we believe about our health and breakthrough. They were mocking. Okay, we're going to see a lot of that. You can see it on media. If you watch media, hopefully you don't watch too much secular media. But um, you will see a lot of that today, the mockery of the Lord. And that's what Psalm 2 talks about. You know, the mockery of the enemy against the anointed of God. But the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs, right? We're going to stand our ground. We will continue to speak the truth. We're not going to distort the truth. We are going to speak the truth. And it's going to be amazing. One of the um, uh, words that I had in the prophetic manifesto, for those of you who have read it, for this new era, is that there is going to be a people of great faith raised up. It'll be like, you know, like, 
Smith Wigglesworth was called the Apostle of Faith, but this is, I'm talking about a whole company. It'll be like Smith Wigglesworth on steroids, right? And so it's like, you know, we need to cultivate this because great things are happening. And this house is a house of faith, a house of belief. Okay, faith rejoices. In uh, Philippians 4, 4 and 6, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, this is in the context of a letter that Paul was writing to the uh, church at Philippi. And he, he knew that they were anxious about some things. So he's saying, don't be anxious. He says, I want you to rejoice at all times. Keep your rejoicing level high. Keep praising God, no matter what the circumstance. We saw that Paul and Silas were rejoicing in the prison. And look what happened. God came on the scene as a result of it. The way, reason that they were rejoicing is because they were believing God more than what they were suffering. They had been persecuted, they'd been uh, falsely accused, they'd been uh, beaten, they'd been put in shackles, all of that. But their faith in God was stronger than the suffering that they had. And so they rejoiced in the midst of what they were going through. And he says, and again I say, rejoice. And then in verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. In, in one version, the word supplication is pleading. In other words, to bring your, your prayers with such force that, that it's like what Jesus shared in the parable of the woman coming before the unrighteous judge. She just kept with persistence going back and bringing her case before until she got the results that she looked for. But he says, do it with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And so in times that are really difficult and challenging, where we are believing God for a breakthrough and we're activating our faith, the activation of your faith will always be energized through uh, thanksgiving and through thanksgiving. Uh, thanksgiving and rejoicing, thanksgiving and praise. I've seen this over and over again. We've seen so many miracles just by, just by offering thanks, and especially miracles of provision. We've seen so much come just in the midst of praise. Sometimes when in the midst of rejoicing, in a hard time, I remember one time when we were up in Canada in our office and we had a challenge in front of us and our staff got together and we just said, let's, let's not even ask the Lord for anything. Let's just activate our faith in, in rejoicing and thanksgiving and thank him for the breakthrough, thank him for what's coming. And as we're doing it, we get a phone call and all the money that we were believing for came in, in the midst of praise. So I just want to encourage you to stay in praise, and it'll strengthen you too. The next is faith endures, endures. Sometimes you have to fight the good fight of faith. It, it, it's not just easy peasy sometimes. Have you figured that one out, right? It's like you have to endure, but that endurance actually builds your character. It actually builds your character. It makes you a very strong person. If you look at most um, famous people in the world that have accomplished um, tremendous things, whether they're Christians or not, you will find one thing in common. They endured through hardship. 
all of them. None of them got to where they were carrying great authority by not overcoming a lot of obstacles. And so when you endure, it strengthens you. Galatians 6, 9, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due, t due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart or if we don't faint. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So as you're enduring, you're actually carving out a way for that promise to manifest within your life. And then finally, faith receives. Faith will always receive. When you're in faith, it will receive. Hebrews eleven seventeen. By faith, Abraham, was, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, and I kind of unpacked that for you earlier. And then Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so we see a key here. When do we receive what we're asking? It's not when the manifestation comes. When you're in faith, you've already received it before the manifestation. And Jesus clearly teaches us. He says, it's when you pray, believe, and that's without doubt, believe that you have received. And so you've received it. You know, I remember, um, <laughs> you know, one time just, you know, being positioned to overcome something that, you know, I had an affliction in my body. And I was saying to Ron, I said, I'm just receiving my healing. I'm receiving my healing. And in the middle of it, I'm coughing and, you know, you know, just feeling like half dead. <laughs> I said, I'm receiving my healing. Thank you, Lord. I've received my healing. I have my healing. And I just went through through that process. I have my healing. It's a, I have it. I'm healed. <laughs> I'm healed. You know, and a lot of people say that is so ridiculous to say that you you are healed and you're manifesting symptoms. But you see, if you're in faith, it's not ridiculous at all. If you know that you know, if you've come to that place where it is birthed in you, you have the word of the Lord on it, it's like you're just holding on to something that you know. It's like Abraham knowing that he had all these descendants when he didn't even have one child yet. And when his wife was beyond childbearing and he could not produce anything, he was still believing. I'm sure, you know, people thought he was crazy. But he was in faith. He wasn't crazy at all. He was in faith. And so as we're in faith, especially for these coming days, that we are being created for the Lord. We are getting ready as a bride. We are getting ready to manifest the glory of God like never before. This is who we are. This is what God is doing. We are a light in the world. We are going to stand strong. We are not wavering. We are going to produce the fruit of the kingdom. We are going to live in the promises of God. And we cultivate our faith in the goodness of God and according to his promises. It's like we're going to see the full manifestation of it all. God is raising up a people of great faith. This people of great faith is going to work great miracles. Healings, resurrections, deliverances, provisional miracles. You know, we'll be seeing, you know, whatever we need for provision coming out of nowhere because God's going to do it because faith is producing it. And so I'm excited. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I have had to throw off unbelief and fear lately. Has anyone else had to do that? You know, it's not a sin to be tempted, you know. And if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, so you confess it and get your cleansing, right, if you do cross the line. But together as a family, we're going to help each other stay in the faith. We're going to help each other in our time when, when we're being tested to be afraid or, or to be negative or whatever. We're going to say, no, we're going to stand with you. We're going to get in the faith. What is God saying about this? Let's get God's word on this. And then we're going to stand on that. And we're going to see such an atmosphere of heavenly glory in our midst that we're going to, we're, we're going to stand in awe of God because of what he is about to do. And today there's going to be miracles in this house. We're going to, you know, bring anyone up to the altar shortly. We have an amazing altar team. Carl, you do such an awesome job, you and Genda. Um, but uh, we have an amazing altar team that has great faith. And we're going to see, you know, just as you shared about your healing that took place at the altar, we're going to see healings. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see financial breakthroughs. We're going to see oppression lift. I mean, this is just plain kingdom stuff that we believe in. And because we believe, we're going to see great things. And I want you all to dream big with the Lord, because if the Lord reveals something to you, you, you have it. You have it. Dream big. There's entrepreneurial things that are going to be birthed in many of your hearts in the future. When you get that from God and you hold on to it, even though it doesn't make sense in your head, you're going to have it. When you see yourself vibrant in good health and just running the marathons, <laughs> you know, you just, you just get that in your spirit because you're going to do it when God endorses that, when God puts his stamp, when God says yes to that. That's your faith is going to produce. And we don't want to live in a realm of negativity and believe the devil's lies because faith works on his camp too. When you believe his fear lies... It'll come upon you as well. No, we're going to believe God's truth. We're going to have God's, God's, God's given us his faith. The same faith that Jesus raised the dead with is in you. Because you have God's faith. Not just normal faith. You have God's faith in you. He gave it to you. The same faith that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is in you. When Jesus went to the cross, he went to the cross in faith because he had no power to raise himself from the dead because he had become sin for you and I. But he believed the Father would raise him from the dead. He knew it. He went in faith. That's who we are. We're of like faith. Amen? And this is an hour when God's going to raise up a great company of believers. Historically, we will be noted in history for being a great company of warriors for God in this hour. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just release a spirit of faith over everyone here and over everyone online. I thank you for the refreshment of faith that is coming upon every believer. Lord, all things are possible. Only believe. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. We thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. There is nothing too difficult for you. There is nothing too difficult for you. And Lord, for those of us who have had our, our faith shattered, we're asking for healing today for our faith. We're asking, Lord, for such strengthening of our faith that we'll be able to truly say to the devil, you will be sorry you ever tried. And Lord, that you would, you would give us, Lord, 
promises beyond anything that we have ever even thought of or imagined that will come to pass in these in these coming days in Jesus name. Amen. Everyone in faith? <laughs> Amen. For more information, resources, episodes and more, connect with us at patriciakingministries.com.